1: It is ten twenty-four twenty one. It's eight fourteen AM. Welcome to Clean and Comfort. We have Elizabeth with us and Dion with us. Today we're going to be talking about our HCAP scores and patient preference. You know what? Are, what are the patient preferences? What does HCAP mean? Liz, good morning.
0: Good morning, Dan. Nice to be with you. Sunday, Sunday morning. Bright yes. and early. Yeah, bright and early. Here we are. And so, chilly. Yeah, and very chilly. <laughs> very chilly. Uh, yeah. So we we were we always talk about the subject. This is something that you and I share in common our passion to make sure that the patient's experience and patient's preference are met during their stay in our hospitals and we were talking and, and something we were really talking about is uh, it definitely starts with our staff safety and it starts also with their expertise and their role in infection control so that's our department that's environmental services that's housekeeping And uh, we definitely need to make infection control and the safety of the environment at all times the best that it can be, the highest level of quality it can be. And then after that, uh, you know, the patient experience is really about patient preference. And, yeah. So what are your thoughts on patient preference, and and how do we control that? How can we um, influence the patient's preference?
1: Well, influencing the patient's preference is simple. It's simple. How would you know my preference if you don't ask me? You have to ask me, um, what can I keep clean for you? What can I do for you during your stay and make sure that you're safe? Like this past week, I was rounding on a, on a patient, well, several patients on one of my floors and To me, um, I saw clutter the patient had lots of linen and blankets and different things. And I went into the room and asked, can I remove these for you? Um, Are they dirty? They said, no, 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 don't touch those. Um, Those are my blankets. I love them. I, I, they keep me wall was chilly. It's chilly last night. So their preference was. Not the clutter that I saw, but something else.
0: Sure, they want immediate access to things uh, because they spend, you know, seventy-five, maybe more, for some patients percent of the time, in a very small space in in their bed or in the chair, which is normally right next to the bed. So right. the things that are within their reach are the things that they can control. And of course when you're home and you feel better and you feel okay, you can walk around, you can get food when you want food, you can clean up where you want to clean up, and you can have 20 blankets on you or you can have no blankets on you. So it really is truly about how the patient feels about their environment and what they want.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So I think we tend to overcomplicate things, right? Um, and and if we just set out to make the environment as safe as it can be, and then focus on the patient's preference and individual experience, then we can drive our overall HCAPS score.
1: But one key point is all of us. You know, I was on one of my other floors, and there was a uh, some gloves on the ground and. Um, you had some technicians in the room. It could have been doctors, nurses, technicians taking care of the patient. And I, I, I always keep gloves in my pocket. So I, I, I was with one of my coworkers and I pulled a glove out of my pocket and had one glove on. So when they come out, I can go in there and pick up the paper. Usually, you wouldn't see a technician pick up a piece of paper or a glove or anything else they they would walk over it that day i was wrong i put my gloves on i watched them get undressed and take off their ppe and i watched this lady woman person pick up the glove put it in the closet in the garbage and and walk out of the room my co-worker looked at me and says it only takes one person and i looked at him and said yes it only takes one person so if we had a lot of these one people persons it would be so much better
0: yeah well everybody regardless of the department that you're in regardless of what your role is in, that, in the care of the patient during their stay, is to be an owner, right? Own your space, own the unit, own where you are, and really pick up if you see things, and right. that's really important. If we, if we aren't doing the basics to make sure that uh, everyone plays a role in the upkeep and the environment of the hospital, then that's definitely a place to start. And that message really does uh, come from uh, leadership. That has to come from leadership, and it needs to be something that's talked about during training, that's focused on every single day.
1: Yes, yes. And I was so pleased to see that. Um, the, the, the unit I'm referring to does well in, in its core. Um, And it it tends to come from, you know, reactions like that. Everyone participating. Everyone has to participate.
0: Definitely.
1: But Uh, my perception, my perception is is also not the patient's perception, you know. Um, Some, at times, you may have someone that has a higher expectation, you know, something that it's, not doable in a hospital setting, you know, and um, Usually that that would be a, a, a hard heavy lift
0: Well, it comes down to a patient is in our environment. They're in our house and when I have company and I open my door I Always want to make sure to start off with obviously a greeting right making the person feel comfortable. My house is your house and then to make sure that I customize their visit and I say what can I get for you, what can I do for you. And we have to remember these this basic customer service skill for our patients and that really is they're in our house and what can we do, how can we customize our care and for, in our case in environmental services, how can we customize your cleaning for you. So it's an absolute must that we start out with and our team starts out with an introduction What's their name? What do they do? What's their role? Because patients don't know us until we introduce ourselves. And then we start to build the trust in the relationship, whether they're there for 24 hours or they're there for uh, 24 weeks. It's very important that we customize to their preferences. And that's what helps us to be successful. To know what my expectation is, I can then try to meet that. And if I can't meet it, then I'm going to do the best job possible to meet that. And then setting expectations. So our housekeeping team, they're in the room. They clean the room one time per day during the stay. And then on the evening shift, we really have to make sure that the trash is not overflowing. So it's taking out the trash and extra cleaning of the bathroom, making sure supplies are full. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of partners that we depend on, and that's the patient care technician, that's nursing, and that's everyone else that goes in and out of the room, including our support, our other support team members, which are food and nutrition and engineering to make sure everything is working in the room, and, and that overall aesthetics is very good. So we have to focus on that, but during the patient's stay, it truly is about their preference, and how can we meet that?
1: So Liz, you we have started in, when, when we worked together um, previously, um, an evening tuck-in service, um, and it worked. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, so this is, the tuck-in rounds is one of Preskini's best practices, and it truly is effective. And what it is, is you just visit the patient, your housekeeper, or even a supervisor, an environmental supervisor or leader that's on during the evening shift will make rounds, they'll visit patients, and we want to see what's that one thing we can do for the patient before they turn in for the night, before they uh, start to wind down, because everybody has a wind down time. Uh, It could be you're going to be up maybe, you know, when you're in the hospital, you don't get that much sleep, all the time. It's not your bed, it's not your own home. So obviously you're outside of your environment, but we try to make the patient as comfortable as possible. So what we want to really focus on is during the tuck-in rounds, the best practice is what else can I do for you or clean for you before you turn in for the evening? So some of the things that we do is we clean the bathroom, We make sure all supplies are stocked if we are responsible for linen, because in some organizations it's environmental, in some units it's environmental, in other organizations and units it defaults to the patient care technician. So we want to make sure that we give all the supplies that are needed for the patient, that they're going to need for not just the overnight, but in the morning too when they take their showers, when they get up, when they brush their teeth. So the bathroom, having all the necessary supplies is really important in being clean. The next thing you want to do is very simple. You want to ask, can I lower your blinds for you? So depending on where the hospital is, there could be bright lights, some noise, and blinds being lowered uh, look to uh, reduce the light and help the patient sleep a little bit longer as the sun rises or the uh, the lights in city hospital settings aren't bother aren't bothering the patient. And that's something that we would do at home. Our blinds are open, our drapes are open, our TV is on, uh, we, we normally, right, you look to brush your teeth, freshen up, take a shower, and then what you do when you go in your bedroom is you make sure the temperature and you make sure the lighting is gonna be okay for you to get the best sleep as possible. Those are the things that you wanna focus on. You wanna focus on, uh, is the bathroom ready for the patient? Do they have fresh linen? is it clean? Can I draw your blinds? Can I offer you a fresh pillowcase? Do you have the blankets that you need? Do you need, is your remote close to you in case you need that during the the middle of the night? And then really, uh, can I close your door for you a little bit? Uh, What can I do to make your your sleep more comfortable and restful for you? Because food, environment, and sleep, those are things that help the patient heal and those overnight hours can be really important we want the patient to get rest we want the patient to feel better and we want the patient to have everything they need because they can't just get up and uh, get supplies as they need it so we have to bring it to them
1: hey guys it is Ryan I'm not sure if you know this about me but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can I like to work but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. btw by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Those are all super super great points. And um same thing for the morning shift. I know when I round I I make sure that maybe they want the blinds open. You know, the evening shift may want to close the blinds so they can sleep. I I know when I get up in the morning, I love for the sunlight to come in. Mm -hmm. You know, it it makes me feel better. You know, some people can't get out of bed, but the blinds are closed and it's closed all day. You know, you should ask, do you want... The blinds open, and some of the views are breathtaking. So, if the blinds are closed, they won't see it. To feel better, you know, I, I a patient sent me a, a a picture of the skyline of um of Manhattan the other day because it's so beautiful, and because her window is open, and she was able to see it. Um, it's so important. Great points, Liz.
0: Yeah, sure. And, and if patients are home and they're used to seeing trees or they're used to seeing, like you said, those beautiful New York City skylines, that helps them feel more at home. And nature, waterfalls, trees, all those things, those uh, help the majority of people uh, feel better. And that's really important. If we can bring that to them, uh, that's really great. There there is uh, something that's also another best practice that we forget to offer to patients, and that's at nighttime when they turn in, we have the care channel. And depending on your TV service and and the organization you work for, that channel could be called something different. For us, it's the care channel. And at a certain time, it it turns over to nature scenes uh, or, relaxing, spa-like music, and not everybody likes that, but for some people, it's white noise, and they can drown out the sounds of beeping of machines and people walking in hallways and, and the chatter and the important conversations that still have to take place, regardless of the time of day, and we know that happens. We know that part of the patient's perception is the noise level on the environment. And and that's something that every hospital probably struggles with because as the patient's in the room, we have to continue to do our jobs. And part of doing our jobs well is communicating. And part of knowing what's going on with a patient are those alarm systems on the various pieces of patient care equipment. So we absolutely have to uh, make sure that we're hearing those things, but. We're communicating, we're talking, we're trying to take care of alarms and address why equipment is alarming. So noise is particularly important and something that all hospitals struggle with. And, uh, you know, that's part of the tuck-in rounds too for the clinical team and for everybody is how can I start to Uh, whisper or talk less loud and when we're going about our regular and routine jobs how can I do the same quality work but a little quieter during the overnight
1: right so why is this topic important it's it's very important because um if you're a patient you would want these things done for you and why it's secondly important we're emerging out of um the pandemic and now the surveys are coming in and we're going back to normal. So we have to get the focus back. Um, that's why we felt it was important to talk about this topic today. The focus has to go back to making sure that the patients who are now coming into our facilities, coming into our home, are treated the way they would like to be treated. And part of my training session, I always talk about when I went on vacation to Rhode Island and we stopped at a hotel. Um, I'm going to mention the hotel's name because it was so good. It was a Double Tree. And when I got to the door, I was offered, I was exhausted and, you know, just tired. I was offered a warm chocolate, warm chocolate chip cookie and a a bottle of water. And just just that gesture just made me just wake up a little bit more. I was exhausted when I got to the room, we couldn't connect to the Wi-Fi. And we called the front desk By before. I had the phone in my hand. I don't remember if I I put it down. I, I, before it hit and I took my hand off the phone, there was someone at the door, at the door, knocking, coming to check on my Wi-Fi. I, I think they were just sitting outside my door. I, I really do. <laughs> but the service was up to today, I remember. and I, I talk about it just to let people know that it's just the little things, the little things. Um, The chocolate cup cookie, I I know it didn't cost them pennies, pennies, but the gesture, the question, what can I keep clean for you? That is our question.
0: Yes. Agreed. And and how long ago was the stay for you? A few years.
1: A few years ago. Years. And when
0: you still remember how they made you feel special and how they made you, went out of their way to make you feel comfortable and, and get you what you needed to make your stay the best that it could be.
1: But yes, so I, I'm sure they do it for everyone, but I felt good, you know, and, and I think it's a it's a great practice to make everyone feel good. Well, let's
0: review our best practices. So this way, anyone listening has some key takeaways, and these are easy things that you can start at any time.
1: Asking a question, number
0: one. Well, uh, introducing, right? You have to make sure that you introduce yourself to your patients.
1: Right. Every single goes, time, every right.
0: single interaction.
1: Correct, the introduction. And yep.
0: then the second best practice, as you stated, Dion, is definitely to focus on the patient's preference because they're right. all individual. So, and that is asking the patient, what can I focus on during your stay to keep clean for you? And then we discussed another best practice from Prescani, which is to offer the patient a fresh pillowcase. So if you cannot change the entire bed linen at a specific time, the other best practice when you perform these check in rounds that we were mentioning is to also add to the patient uh, the questions we ask the patient about the blind is, can I offer you a fresh pillowcase? And and we've, we've piloted and we've done this before, and uh, it does increase scores. The majority of the patients say no. They decline that fresh pillowcase, but it's the offer that matters. And in our case, we can't give everyone a warm chocolate chip cookie like you got in your hotel stay, but... That fresh pillowcase is the warm chocolate chip cookie, right? So the patient's head is on the pillowcase, and lots of times if you have a fever, if you're not feeling well, a fresh pillowcase can make all the difference, as can a fresh clean or warm blanket.
1: Right. I was just about to mention some units have warmers where they warm the blankets, and that feels good to them too.
0: That definitely does. And then it's about reducing clutter. And, and, oh, and absolutely ensuring that the patient environment is as safe as it can be. But it's really about reducing clutter, uh, not just in the hallways, but inside the patient's room. And then it's about rounds and being visible. So for uh, if those rounds can be individual housekeepers. Those rounds can be environmental service supervisors, leaders. Whomever is making the rounds, it's important to round on the patient and, and check in, and, and that definitely is a form of showing how much we care about the individual's patient patient stay. And, and it's an opportunity to perform live service recovery to make things better during the patient stay, which is is another moment, is another chocolate chip cookie moment, right? As mm-hmm. as we're going to call it going forward, that's. Um, you know, the opportunity to fix something, to make that person feel special, make that person feel like an individual, and like what they want really matters, because it truly does. And that memorable moments, all those little tiny moments that we leave in the patient's mind as they go home, as they go to their next uh, part of care, that's what they remember when they're filling out surveys, whether it's an electronic survey whether it's a paper survey that they're mailing back in, those are the things that we have to look to, um, you know, make sure the patient remembers is how we need them to feel.
1: Right. Extremely important. How I've, I've never been hospitalized, knock on wood, but I know lots of people that's been hospitalized. And you know, it, it's 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 not a good thing, especially if they don't had no plan on being there. I met a woman who broke. She was wrapping Christmas gifts, fell over the stairs. Her stairs. She was at the edge of her stairway, wrapping with her family. Broke both arms and both legs. I couldn't imagine during Christmas time. She didn't want to be there at that time. So we have to treat them, you know, the best we can.
0: Okay, absolutely. And these things, these best practices, we can start right away.
1: Right. So those are our best practices tips on for HCAPs and um, the HCAP surveys. Um, so if anyone has any questions and would like to Speak to Liz or myself, you can email us at clean and comfort at gmail.com. That's clean and comfort podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us at clean and comfort early Sunday morning. Thank you, Liz.
0: Have a good Sunday.
1: Have a good Sunday, everyone.